0: That brings us to Yanis and uh, another topic uh, that can maybe be regarded as a bit controversial. Um, The um, whole um, incident in France where one soccer player attacked another soccer player. It was after a game, is that right, Uh, Giannis? uh, What happened there? Give us uh, the facts. Yeah, Volker,
1: that's right. Um, I think that the topic is not that controversial, but the article might be... um, I don't know where you always get these articles, if you specifically source them, but I always feel like they are very interesting, but this one um, will will definitely top the charts, Volker. So this article reports, like you said, on a a soccer player in France, who was an amateur soccer player, And apparently, after the match, there was a fight or a skirmish on the parking grounds. Now, between two different players of the opposing teams, our third player saw this, and uh, he wanted to restore the peace. Now, apparently, he approached the fight, and somehow during uh, this peace restoration process, he got bit on the penis. Um, I'm not sure how this happened, but the long and the short is he got ten stitches and whoever the team then got expelled
0: for a period of five years. Okay. But yeah, when I saw the article, my idea was actually also to maybe in general focus on sport and uh, ask the question, for example, as we mentioned earlier, when can one player, for example, in a rugby game, sue another player for being injured? Um, Or maybe what about um, a boxer that is injured uh, after or during a fight? Um, does the sportsman not consent to the risk of being injured when he participates in the game? So can he then later complain? Can he then later uh, sue? Uh, or does it mean that he can never sue because of the consent that he gives? Yeah, maybe you can explain to the listeners what the relevant principles they are.
1: Yeah, Volker, based um, on the facts of this, this article, obviously they, you know, the, the, the players' profession, they are sportsmen, but. No, that's not really relevant for this fact because the, the occurrence happened you know, off of the sports field. So I think there's sort of an easy judgment that's yes. assault or whatever it yes. is called in French. Um, but your, to your question, here in South Africa, I think Rehu used the example of someone being punched in the face. So um, let's use the example of a boxing match. If I now want to enter myself into a boxing match and I get punched in the face, can I then institute proceeding or claim for damages against my opponent? Um, in my opinion, there is surely not. I, I knew the risk when, when I wanted to enter into the fight. There was a, 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 um, a huge risk or a potential risk that I might be punched in the face. Yes. Um, and if, if I now want to institute a claim against my opponent, he can then raise the defense in our law. It's called the um, Valenti non-fit in Uria, which is basically like I explained just now. You, um, Giannis, you were aware that you, you might be in the face. Um, you cannot now claim for damages against me because the, the risk that you assumed actually happened that's not how it works so this this defense um especially for 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 um, people in, in a sporting sporting event it will help them um so
0: that's Latin term right? you just yeah, yeah that's
1: Latin term but it's sort of uh, it's commonly known um, you know amongst lawyers I, yes. I'm not sure if there's a there's a general layman's term for it a, assumption of risk or whatever the case might yeah, be yeah. but I think we, uh, you know, as the panel would know what I'm talking about, if I refer to that Valentin nonfit fit in Uriah. Um, important with this defense is that the harm or the damage that we speak of here, Volker, must be within the scope of the risk or the harm that I assume. Um, if I can maybe once again use the boxing match example, um, if I'm in that mess and now I get stabbed, surely there's not never a risk yeah. that ever crossed my mind or that I I, I thought of, there's a potential that I might be stabbed in a boxing match so mm. I could never have consented to that so if I then institute this claim against or a claim against my opponent and he raises the defense um, like we, we spoke of now um, I don't think we'd be successful because that's way out of the scope of the risk that I ever imagined might happen to me and that I could have possibly consented
0: to yeah mm. okay but let's say during a rugby game, someone is offside, in other words, he breaks the rules and he tackles another player and that player's an injured, breaks a leg or whatever, can you ensue because he broke the rule? Yeah,
1: um it, it will depend on the facts. So I came across an, an interesting um, Supreme Court of Appeal decision, Rooks versus Hutton and in this case, it was actually also a rugby match, not a, not a tackle, but um, according to the facts, just before there was a scrum, one of the players, I assumed was a prop, he strategically positioned himself to the right of his opponent. And the court specifically said that he did it with the intention of hurting um, his, his opponent. I hear the court came to the decision to say that if you break the rules of a game, you're not automatically liable. Um, if damages or if a injury is then occurred by your opponent, but um, if you while you contravene the rule and you were aware that there's a potential injury, then you will be liable because you broke the rules and you know injured the player knowingly that there's a risk of injury. And surely he didn't, you know, he. he, he, he he didn't think that you will in first place break the rule so how could he ever suspect that he's going to sustain this injury whatever might be the result of you breaking the rule. So um, in that instance Volker you will not be successful if you then raise this defense of Valentia nonfit in Julia
0: Okay also if there's a punch on the rugby field I guess that would also be a good case I mean that, that can then also lead to liability for damages, ne? No? Because, I mean, punching someone is not part of playing rugby as opposed to, for example, a boxing competition.
1: Yeah, it's not supposed to be. I'm, I'm not sure if the argument could be made that, you know, it's not part of the rules, but people get punched so often. If you go and play a rugby game, there's a potential that you're going to get punched and you have to deal with it. Um, mm. So it depends there, I suppose, on, on, on your attorney and how good he is with getting old case law on similar facts. There's a fact, or there's a case, Bosov versus Bosov, where the two players were playing squash and the one player hit the other player with his, with his racket. I'm not sure if it was intentionally, I assume it was not intentionally, but the other court said that, that it's not part of the rules of the game, you're not supposed to hit someone with the racket, but you must accept the fact that there is a chance that you might get hit and in this case then the court upheld the defense of an anti nonfit in Uria, and um you know the player wasn't liable. Mm. So it, it, there might be instances where you're not strictly complying with the rules, but you won't be you know, you won't be out liable just because you broke a rule.
0: Mm. I guess the intention of the player is also important. It might be difficult to prove, but if you can prove that for example during a rugby game someone uh, intentionally made a high tackle to break another player's neck, then there could also be potentially liability. Um, even though, in other cases, we can't prove that uh, intention, you would obviously not be held liable for for any damages that were suffered. Well, not very much so, I believe that would be the case. Nicola, you got a question for Janis on the topic of uh, uh, the rugby, etc.
1: Yeah, I was basically just wondering, um, should a player kind of assume a bigger risk if he knows that this weekend he's playing, for example, against the Blue Bulls at Loftus, um, or does that not really make a difference? What do
0: you mean? What are you insinuating?
1: I think it's quite clear what I'm (laughs) insinuating, whether it's going to be a player or a supporter. Do you carry, or should you carry a bigger assumption of risk? No, I don't. You know, between a player and a supporter. Now, if you're a supporter, you go and support the game. If someone eats you in the stadium and they say, "Yeah, oh, but well, there's always a fight in Loftus," I mean, you. I don't think they would then raise the prescription. You wanted to go to Loftus. Now you here, "Papa, we're gonna get you!" I don't think that would work. But you know, the bulls at this stage. Um, <laughs> I'm not a rugby commentator, I like don't have to answer any questions about their playing styles, but yeah, I don't think you need to accept a, a, a higher assumption of risk like you mentioned there, Nicolas. Just I think the reasonable risk that a normal person would associate with playing at Loftus or competing with the sport, that would be
0: relevant. Well, I'm a big Bulls supporter, but I must say, I think the risk of being injured against the Bulls is at this stage is very small, because they are not very... Yeah, no, you're not, you're
1: not going to get an injury from being tackled, I think, for the the safety. Thank
0: you, Giannis.